The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy, which means I am pretty happy because I get to see my man JP. He's my new texting buddy, and now we actually can continue to do podcasts together. Jacob, how are you? Good. We're back on our Wednesday schedule now, now that Nebraska yeah. football has its first like normal game week uh, of the season. Was when- that Does that drive you crazy how you have to just kind of roll with it? Not really. I mean, that's, I I know that's kind of part of the job. Um, And fortunately I uh, can adjust on the fly pretty easily. I don't have a lot going on. Hey, I wish I, Hey, (laughs) when I grew up, can I be like you? (laughs) Like that is the American dream. There was so much going on um, at the high school level, whether it was softball, I mean, football's in full swing recruiting, with the September 1st, first time you can contact 2024s, that is in full swing. You've got Nebraska volleyball. There's this other team down the road that plays football at the collegiate level. Like a couple of big volleyball matches going on this week. It's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we are fully into uh, the fall sports season now. Uh, things are starting to ramp up. We're starting, like you mentioned, some big matches at, at uh, or big competitions at every level. Um, and now we get to have some fun and take it all in. Yeah. So uh, where do you want to start, man? I, I felt like it was a fairly uneventful week, kind of business yeah. as usual. There was only two top 10 matchups with Omaha West side and Grand Island and Elkhorn South and Millard South. And they both lived up to the hype yeah. down to the wire in both games. So um, I, we, uh, it's a, it's a lot going on as we get ready for kind of a sneaky monster week. Yeah, that's with high school matches. Kind of the the pattern we've got the, the first week of the season, monster games. Second week, eh, yeah. a little bit. Now we're back to week three, we got some in A, B, and C, some some big matchups, top five games type of deal. Yeah, let's let's start with the consensus number one. Uh, it was West Side as they as we. I almost want to say they. I feel like I shouldn't be in the deal. Yeah, but at, I but mean, this is our show. Yeah, we can kind of make it up. Right? You've been there for a long enough now. Yeah. It's, you're officially part of we the deal. I mean, you kind of yeah, a little, but, uh, people understand like a, a very slow start for uh, Omaha West Side as Grand Island uh, got off to a good start. Pick six, Ooh. scored. Um, very workmanlike. I, I think this offense is. It have a hard hat and a lot of orange tape still under construction. Uh, James Ross uh, having his first good full speed week of practice. That's good. Which will help as we take on Bellevue West. No Teddy Rezac or Caleb Benning on offense last week for Omaha West Side. So it was uh, defensively, though, they were. It's a really, really good football team. Held Grand Island to just under 71 yards. Uh, 
Three of 12 third down conversions, only had four first downs for the game. It's pretty impressive. 11 punts, uh, nine of which were returned. I think Caleb had nine punt returns for 128 yards. Welcome back. <laughs> right. It was, uh, you know, I asked him, I said, you're not even playing any offense. Why are you tired? Uh, but uh, there's a fair amount of punts in that one. I like this Grand Island team because I think they're better than what they showed on Friday night as a testament. I mean, they battled Carney, uh, or excuse me, North Platte played them tough. Um, it's not going to be a, a bad grand Island team before it's all said and done. No, nah, they just got a lot of pieces to replace, uh, from yes, last year, do. guys that were the heart and soul of that team. Um, and now they're trying to find the new guys to step into those roles, but it was a 37, 13 final. Like you said, right off the bat, pick six, part of the, that scoring there. So, um, per, really impressive showing by, the, the West side defense, like you said, um, you, you were a little worried about, uh, kind of that trip out there. And again, taking, it was, I, I didn't feel like, um, we didn't handle it very well. And, you know, here's the, here's the, the unintended consequence. I think it really forced our staff. We didn't leave West side until one o'clock Friday night. You know, we got back about 11, 10 ish, 11, 20, Felt like the staff really stayed and said, hey, you know what? These first couple games, we're operating at about 60%. You know, what do we need to do to get the other 40% out of this team? And and most of it is falls on us as a staff. So really productive. For a 2-0 team that's ranked number one, we opened up probably 40 or 50% of the jobs yeah. this week with having open practice. Uh, and not to, not to go all Scott Frost, but I felt like Monday was – are clearly our best practice and to have it at seven o'clock on a labor day Monday, I felt like the kids responded because it is open competition and good time for things to start clicking. And for yeah, we that, got a tough one, right? Yeah. Um, but, uh, taking on Bellevue West who West side's number one in, uh, Mike Sauter's coaches poll. Bellevue West is number two after a 60 to 13 beatdown against, uh, Omaha Burke. Um, <laughs> Daniel Kalen, 12 for 18 for 318 yards, four touchdowns and a pick. Uh, backup came in and threw for 126 yards on nine attempts and a score. Um, it, Obviously it watching that yeah. film, getting ready for huddle. I, you know, Bellevue West could have named their score. Yeah. Um, they were kind of having their way. And, you know, for Burke, um, you know, one of the larger public schools and Omaha public schools, you're hoping that, they can get it going. They've got a long way to go playing a yeah. lot of young guys and, and enrollment really hurt those guys with the new high school. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, guys leaving for Westview and just um, obviously guys transferring out um, just complete rebuild situation there at Burke, who has been a good program for yeah, really a long program. stretch there. So ho hopefully they can get it back, but man, <laughs> we talk about the Bellevue West weapons. Uh, it seemed Davon Hall and Isaiah McMorris have kind of traded off to, to start the week, uh, the season, kind of lead them off. Well, they both uh, got got busy in this game. Hall six catches for 171 yards and four touchdowns. McMorris four catches for 154 yards and a touchdown. Uh, tied state record 99 yard receiving touchdown uh, as part of that. So, um, yeah. Good luck to uh, the West Side secondary this week. That, <laughs> yeah. That'll that'll be a fascinating matchup. It soon. is, it's, and we're really looking forward to it just because I think it will be a good challenge. Uh, that defensive staff takes a lot of pride on on schemes and what we can come up with to slow 
uh, a very prolific passing game down, and, and we'll see what happens. And I think that the, the respective units have a claim to, for best in the state potentially with Westside secondary going against Bellevue West's um, wide receiver core. So yeah. that, that'll be a fun one for sure. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. Yeah, a lot, lot, a lot of talent. There will be multiple coaches in attendance for that. Nebraska's even going to double dip and get a couple of their staff members down for that one, so that's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah. And so that, that'll be, I, I'm assuming most people will be there Friday. I think, man, I'll probably be there, but there's some other matchups on Friday too, that we'll get to that. Like, Ooh, I was going down the list. I was like, Ooh, that one's really fun. Ooh, that aren't, really aren't fun. there some, uh, there's some good ones. I mean, even sneaky games like Miller South Miller North will be good. You've got Gretna prep, which is, I, I mean, if anybody's going to get Gretna prep, maybe their last shot at it. I'll, I'll just knock this one out now. The, the the first one that jumped out to me is like, ooh, that's interesting. Aurora going to Ashland Greenwood. Oh, yeah. uh, down there in C1, Aurora coming off 34-13 win over a goon, good Boone Central team. Carlos Colazzo, 257 yards, four touchdowns, caught a, an 11-yard receiving touchdown, had two 80-yard touchdown runs. Like, man, it, again, I'll probably end up at, over at there at Phelps Field, but Man, this one really caught my attention when I first started looking at Friday's games. Yeah, and his 257 might not have even been the single best performance because mm -hmm. Brock Murtaugh from Millard South really solidified what a good athlete he is, feeling in for Cozy All, uh, putting up monster numbers. I think he was 21 of 37. He threw for for 257 or something like that statistically. I had 17 for 33 for 271 yards and three touchdowns. Leave it well, to the crack statistician. Yeah, that, this was a game I went to. It was a 31-28 win for Elkhorn South. And that, man, that game was back and forth, back and forth the entire way. It was a really good game. I was impressed with Murtaugh. Um, the way he alternated between the drop back passing and then running the option. Um, he also had some drops too as part of that passing. Had four, five, six drops probably that... His numbers could have been even better. He easily should have had over 300 yards. Not bad for a guy who hadn't played quarterback in a long time. Yeah, um, filling in for, yeah. for a guy that uh, threw for 300 plus last week. Yeah, and congratulations week. for him as he's kind of he's playing with the national team now in terms of baseball. And uh, USA can be proud of that one. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, obviously the Vanderbilt commit and they knew uh, going in season, they were probably going to be without him for a chunk of the season and they were ready. They, they were practicing with Brock, uh, Brock Murtaugh, um, taking some snaps at quarterback. Uh, Coach Ty Wisdom felt like that would be their best option moving forward. And I think this game proved that, yeah, um, he definitely has what it takes to, to keep them competitive uh, without their quarterback. It's Elkhorn South is a good team now off to a great start. Um, and uh, they, they gave him all they could handle um, despite not getting much in the running game. Um, they, they, they ran the option pretty well, but Elkhorn South, I thought covered it up. Like they never gave any big, um, uh, big runs off of that. No, no real breakdowns or, or anything like that. It was just the, some big time completions, especially third down. And there were some absolute bombs thrown, um, got beat deep there. And um, I, I like uh, North South freshman Amarion Jackson, uh, two catches for 60 yards, had 41 yard bomb down the field. Um, great catch. And then two plays later came back and just nice little touchdown uh, throw over the top. Hey, a lot, lot of pressure too. his dad, Jay Jackson, not afraid to tell people how good <laughs> his son is. No pressure there, Marion. You are well on your way. And Jay, he, I mean, he loves being a dad and he's all in on football. So it's another one of those guys in that, that 2026 class that's, going to be pretty good yeah and probably the best catch of the day went to austin trotter um who finished five catches 103 yards and score deep shot down the field between two defenders went up pulled it down while being interfered with and secured it inside the 10 um to to give uh to put north south in scoring range and he's the guy he had some drops early on he was one of those that kind of was responsible for some of those drops but he bounced back and had some big catches late he had a 40 yard touchdown uh, throw as part of that. Um, so overall, I came away pretty impressed with with Millard South, and also I liked them in seven on seven. Yeah. I just didn't know enough about their interior. We'll, we'll talk about Elkhorn South. It was a really quiet day for Maverick Noonan, and that's a guy he had he had a really nice quarterback pressure, forced an incompletion early on, uh, dr- drilled Murtaugh, and um, after that, it was pretty quiet though. Um, and I really credit Millard South their protection scheme, the, their game plan. To, to take him out of it because um, I, I've seen him single-handedly dominate games time and time again. So, um, I, I, again, I came away impressed with Millard South. Um, but yeah, between, South, the, between the sprint yeah. out and the quick game and Murtaugh being pretty elusive, it kind of it, – it doesn't lend itself to, you know, straight five, seven-step yeah. drop back with his ability to get up the field and rush the pass. Yeah. It really neutralizes his skill set. Yeah, and that's we, – we saw Gretna use the quick screen game a, a ton against Elkhorn South last year and um, as a way to try to, to neutralize uh, Noonan. And even in that – with the, that system, he found a way to make yeah, the biggest plays the, the game, game late. So, um, yeah, cr- credit to them. Great game plan to give themselves a chance. But Elkhorn South found a way to get it done. And, again, we uh, you, you mentioned Ronner going into the season – he's really changed this team, like his ability to make deep play, deep, uh, deep passes down the field, add that explosive over the top game to go with Ballard churning out yards underneath. Um, it's a much more well-rounded team than I think we've seen recently. He 10 of 18 for 241 yards and a touchdown. Um, Ballard just workman like effort. That's 24 yards per completion for those of you <laughs> uh, mathematicians out there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He had man some longs. Yeah, I think, was it one, two, three, four, had five different receivers catch passes of 30 yards or more. Um, and, like, again, just some spread it around, hit all these different receivers. 
you had Moore Swan as kind of the, the possession guy, four catches for 60 yards, but then 61 yard bomb to Dylan Kingston, 37 yard uh, pass to Josh. I, I have no idea how to say that. X I Q U East. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. Um, Aiden Scrat is 30 yard uh reception um luke hoskinson 37 yard touchdown another i I was was pretty happy for luke that's a i you know i obviously a little bias and cheer for that family quite a bit i've known luke since he's been a little guy uh he can run a little bit too gonna be faster than carries for 16 yards as well so they kind of like to mix him in there with some of the jet sweeps and everything but uh and and then cole boward just workman like 27 for a buck 22 three touchdowns um ripped off a, a big touchdown but then also had uh couple goal line scores um man there's one where he just straight ran up through the defender that was there at the one yard line just pulled him over into the end zone and didn't even look like he was trying that hard so that that kid is tough (laughs) yeah we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. And then not to skip over number three, Gretna. We kind of alluded to them. They've got a big one coming up with prep uh, as they're outscoring their opponents exactly 100 to 0. 56-0 win over Omaha Central. Uh and they didn't really have to to stress anybody. Everybody got in there, got got their few plays done, uh, called the day. Uh, Flores, 14 for 16, buck 89, two scores. It carried the ball 30 times for 245 yards and five touchdowns. We wondered kind of how was that picture going to look w- um, without Huber. And um, obviously competition notwithstanding, um, they're finding ways to get it done with a, a crew of guys. Uh, Weber led the, the group with eight carries. 65 yards and touchdown, but they had a ton of different guys carry the ball in this one. He really looks the part, doesn't he? Yeah. And, and not, short, not short on confidence either. The next four or five for Gretna, after a little bit of a, a shaking in easy the season, start, yeah. will really tell the tale. They've got Prep Millard South, Bellevue East, and Bellevue West, and a surprising undefeated Papio South, a team that I talked about way before this started. The roster is pretty good. Yeah. And this is a Papio South team that we'll get to later as we can continue to go in order of the top 10 that will we'll garner some attention. Yeah, and we, we uh, mentioned Gretna taking on prep. That's a team they got the win that they needed. We, we talked about last week, Miller North. It's a frisky team, but not necessarily the top uh, echelon team that they have faced uh, the first two weeks. And uh, 35-14 win for prep there. Um, again, they, they, they stuck with Stessman, uh, a quarterback, uh, only attempted seven passes because – 
Uh, Trummer Brown, 18 carries, 142 yards, three touchdowns, and also a 45-yard receiving touchdown. So standard day for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, th- that prep defense really wreaked havoc. They had eight tackles for loss, including a couple of sacks. They blocked a field goal. They blocked an extra point, it looked like. Um, they uh, converted or picked off a pass, uh, recovered two fumbles. So just kind of a little bit of everything there from, from the defense. If you're a, you're obviously an objective, you're an innocent bystander. Does the gauntlet of prep schedule and how many good teams they've had to play, give them an advantage in this monster matchup with Gretna this week, in your opinion? I, I, I think so. Um, again, they've faced adversity, uh, Gretna hasn't had any of that yet. Like you said, they haven't given up a single point. So they haven't had, hey, we're down a score here. Hey, um, it's late. We need to go convert this or, or we're in trouble here heading into halftime, whatever. Um, and we know how good that that uh, prep, the front prep will be prep playing is. their fourth game. Yeah. I mean, that that's a that's a well-oiled team. Marty Brown's only been held under 100 yards once. Uh, and <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> yeah, that was that was Omaha West side. And, and I tell you, I say that we, and we kind of laugh because I didn't really think of put two and two together. But I mean, that was the big takeaway in that one. We were especially in the first half. I mean, the, the 25 for 76 yards like that was one of those things we felt pretty good about. Yeah. We want to be able to stop the run and he's he's relentless. So I'll be curious to see how that plays out because of the degree of difficulty of prep schedule. Yeah. So again, that's in a normal week. This is probably one I'd circle right off the bat, but uh, I've already seen prep once at least. And uh, we've got some other really good games to consider. Um, You mentioned last week, the only two top 10 matchups. The other one was Omaha North and Millard West. And that went down to the wire. Uh, Again, the Vikings finding a way to to pull out a win. There's a 14, 13 win for the Vikings against uh, Millard West there. Uh, And, we talked about Tayshawn Porter having to leave the game uh, the last week. Um, well, bounce uh, back. yeah, bounce back. Uh, 30 carries for 255 yards and a touchdown and also had the go ahead touchdown with about three and a half to go on a quarterback pass uh, or halfback pass rather to freshman Khalil Davis um, to, to give them the lead. And then they held on to get the win there. But uh, another potential superstar in that 2026 class Davis. Yeah. Champ, he's uh, champ's a really good player and uh, one of many young guys that are playing for North. They get a little bit of a break maybe this week um, as they take on Columbus. Yeah. That's a Thursday night game. So anytime you tinker with the schedule, um, you know, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. It's, it's a home game uh, for North. So the Columbus will get to travel, but uh that one will be interesting as well. And good showing by the uh, Wildcats to bounce back after giving up 38 to, in the rivalry game to Millard South week two to, to give them. I mean, they were up 10 nothing to start that game. Yeah. So, um, but good resiliency from Omaha North to, to, to not blink, to, to battle back in and make the big plays on the stretch to win that game. Yeah, and we talked about number seven, Millard South, and, and yeah. uh, the, the hard-fought loss against Elkhorn South. Yep. And now um, they are heading to Millard North for the, another Millard showdown, like you mentioned uh, on Friday. Yeah. Uh, and shout out to uh, uh, my guy, Luke Davis, first touchdown catch uh, against prep. Uh, proud uh, basketball <laughs> coach, Jacob Padilla. <laughs> shout out to one of his point guards, Luke Davis, who was one of the original yeah. tough guys. Yeah. I gave him a hard time for not uh, converting his long catch last 
to the end zone. Oh, uh, tough crowd. Fa- found a way to, uh, to 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 score in this one um, when, when it's two touchdowns for North uh, North. But um, and you mentioned uh, Lavista South uh, easily dispatch uh, their in uh, in town rival there with Papoon Lavista twenty nine to three. Um, and again, it's another case where they didn't really have to stress any of their big, uh, their, t- their key playmakers, Devin, Devin Jones, nine carries. That's it. I mean, he converted him in 95 yards and two touchdowns, yeah. but <laughs> relatively easy day for a guy that, you know, can be a workout horse for them. and has been all season long. So now they had after three, no start, uh, Tough test yes, looming. that's, th- this'll be their first real, like, all right, are you for real? Like, how good are you guys actually? Cause Right now, they're sitting at number eight. Uh, Elkhorn South moved up to number four uh, inside his coach's poll. So that's, uh, I, again, I've I seen a quarter and a half of Elkhorn South against Southeast and then saw the whole game against Mellor South. Probably going to have to be there again uh, tomorrow night to, to watch this one. Uh, so, again, plenty of Elkhorn South, but that's a, a great matchup uh, on a Thursday night. Uh, Are you reserving judgment considering that Papio South is open with North Platte, Fremont, and, and then – the monarchs or is this kind of what you see is what you get yeah again i mean it's not like they've faced the bottom of the barrel like some of those teams they've somewhat uh they have some good players in there at least they'll test you a little bit um but yeah like i said this is their first ranked opponent first real test uh facing the top five team now so this is their chance to show all right how real are you um so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing this one and kind of how this one plays out how about I, the Carney Bearcats? Whew, we, we said after that first week, like, there's something here. Yeah. Not sure how long it'll take them to figure it out, but I, I was impressed with quarterback Trevin Beckman. Um, yeah, 49-21 uh, against Fremont. Um, that, that's not bad. Uh, Beckman, 9-10 passing for 205 yards and two touchdowns. Carried the ball three times for 32 yards as well. He had a 45-yard touchdown and a 20-yard touchdown. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think Carney's starting to, to figure some things out. Again, Fremont's they got they got to figure something out defensively. Um, offensively, they've been able to move their ball. Again, Hudson Cummings, I mentioned him last week, thirteen for twenty-two for one hundred fifty-four yards and a touchdown and a pick. Sixteen carries for one hundred forty-six yards and two touchdowns plus six tackles. He's kind of a one-man show right now for Fremont. He needs a little bit of help, but still an impressive showing for Carney to put up forty-nine points uh, against that team. Yeah, and how about how they they spread the wealth? I mean, with rushing the football at Carney, they had, you know, eight guys carry the football. Uh, and in a high school football game, that is a substantial amount. 29 carries, 422 yards. Not gaudy in terms of yards per, just a little over four yards, but definitely committed. And when you throw it and you're 9 of 10 with 90% completion percentage for those two touchdowns, that's pretty doggone efficient. Yeah. Uh, quickly, I mentioned two other Class A games, and then we'll move on. Uh, congrats to Benson, 2019 win over Omaha Bryan. Kevon Newsom, 22 tackles and two interceptions. That's a heck of a defensive effort for, yeah. for that guy there. And that game went down to the wire. So um, gr- great job uh, for the Bunnies to, to get that win. And then we, we mentioned uh, Carney, Lincoln East week one. It's like, oh, we didn't, wasn't really sure about either of those teams. Lincoln East, 21-14 uh, win over Lincoln Southeast with a 14-0 fourth quarter for the Spartans. They stuck with uh, Jeter Worthley at quarterback there and 18 for 32 for 200 yards through one pick, but ran the ball 22 times for 100 yards and all three of their touchdowns. So um, Card Nepplemeyer, six catches, 62 yards, four tackles, solid game from him. Um, and uh, again, Malachi uh, 
uh, Coleman's dealing with uh, kind of the minor injury they picked up week one. So uh, hopefully he can get back to full strength soon. But it's a good win for East uh, against a Southeast team that was really competitive uh, w- with Elkhorn South um, the previous week. And you look at you look at Southeast at a couple of tough games out of the gate. More of the schedule, or you think that's going to be indicative of they're just going to have to grind? Yeah, I, I think so. I, Owen Baxter's done some interesting things at quarterback. He's been the leading receiver or rusher both games, in addition to what he's done passing. Um, but they've got to find, I think, a little bit more success rush, running the ball with Max Buten back. And then defensively, um, got to be able to make those key stops because um, they, again, they, they had the lead going in the fourth quarter there and then just got shut out 14 nothing, gave up two touchdowns. So, um, I think they're still, they've got some pieces there certainly, but they've got some things to figure out as well. Yeah. They've got an, uh, a big one. I think that they've got to get against, uh, the Monarchs of Papillion just to kind of start feeling good about what that program brings to the table because you go Papillion North star and then Millard North before it sets up a, a Lincoln battle with Southwest who, I mean, the, the, the jury is still out on Southwest, but they're off to a two and zero start. Uh, and as Battle of Supremacy and and Lincoln reigns supreme, it's Lincoln High and Columbus. It was a tough one over Lincoln High, twenty to nineteen. I think Southwest won that, but I think you and I both wondered like, who was going to rise to the top? Yeah. Was it East? Was it Southeast? Is this finally the year for Lincoln Southwest? Uh, I'm curious to see how that one plays out in the capital city. Yeah, it'll pro- yeah, it'll probably be the winner of that game is the team uh, that we've already again seen East uh, take down Southeast. Um, that that is another big one that um, kind of more under the radar uh, there for uh, Class A. Yeah, let, let's jump down to B. Yeah, anything jump out at you this? Obviously, right I, off the top, I think uh, I thought Scott's, Scott's bluff. bluff. Yeah, uh, yeah, I yeah. thought that was a good win for North Platte because twenty-one fourteen the final there. I watched North Platte obviously against. Uh, you know, Grand Island in the opener. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm buried in huddle film and I'm just kind of taking a look at, at North Platte. I think that's a game that North Platte probably feels like, you know, they play it again. They probably win that game against mm-hmm. Grand Island. I, that was a good bounce back win for North Platte against the, what I think is going to ultimately be a pretty good Scott's Bluff team. Holding Sebastian Boyle, the 52 yards yeah, on 17 they, carries. They, they again, that no, nobody does that. So, um, brain still had some success on the ground, 92 yards, 15 carries scored two touchdowns, but, uh, North Platte ran the ball 40 times for 227 yards and one touchdown. Scott spot just couldn't stop them. And then when they loaded up against the run, uh, they had Caden <laughs> Johnson quarterback attempted five passes. Two of them went for touchdowns of 32 and 11 yards. Um, so, um, th- they were able to kind of, catch him sleeping there and hit him for uh, a couple of touchdowns o- over the air and after hammering them um, throughout the game on the ground, which is what North Platte wants to do to you. And Scott's bluff couldn't find a way to, to, to stop them. But yeah, again, anytime you have B versus a crossover, like Scott's bluff or North Platte isn't a top 10 class, a team, but it's still a class, a team and a, a good program that knows how to win. So um, and no love loss with the proximity between the two schools either. Yeah. And now Scott's bluff heads, uh, take another take on Frederick, another out of state team. So uh, we'll see kind of once they cycle back to playing class B Nebraska teams where, where they're at. Um, but yeah, one-on-one start for Scott's Buff, which allowed Bennington to, to rise back up to number one there. They 38, nothing uh, shut out uh, against Platt Smith. Uh, Nick Colvert, um, uh, 16 carries, 142 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, also caught a 12 yard uh, touchdown pass. 
Um, Trey Bird, just kind of quiet day, under 18 yards, two touchdowns, 46 yards rushing. Didn't really need much out of um, their guys beyond that. So uh, Bennington, again, impressive start to the season. They lost a lot. They still got a lot back. Yeah, it uh, that is a talented bunch in, in Bennington. And how about the monster matchup this week with Gross, who I really, really like, probably the dark horse in B. Uh, and, as and as they're taking on Elkhorn, who another Thursday night game wash, rinse, repeat that that is a huge matchup. It will be on television as your KXVO game of the week if you cannot get out in attendance. Yeah, 21 7 uh, win for Elkhorn over uh, Norris and Gross 63 14 over Omaha Westview. Uh, Gross is a good football team. Jake Garcia running back has gotten off to a great yeah. start to the season. Um, Elkhorn's gonna have to find a way to, to slow him down, but it's it gross. The team that started to show some things last year, um, I, I was impressed with what I saw again. Was it Scott? I, I think they were on TV one mm-hmm. week, and they they were competitive in that game early on before it kind of Scott pulled away late. So yeah. yeah, so you can see them kind of building up towards this. And um, again, with B losing a lot of talent from last year, this is their chance to kind of really make a push. And here they are at number three uh, in, in the coaches' poll. And the team to keep an eye on that I was talking about early in the season with suck up at quarterback was Blair. They got the forfeit, forfeit victory, but Vista. Uh, can potentially be a tricky game coming up versus Ralston here. So I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, that's that's one. And if you want to start to stack momentum and build, that's that's a must win. Yeah. For, in my opinion, Ralston had Mount Michael on the ropes late, and some some unfortunate decisions down the stretch allowed the the, the Knights to kind of sneak in and steal that at the last second there. Uh, 28, 27 win there, but, um, yeah, that's, that's where Blair's heading this week after a week off. It's always tough to kind of not get to play when you were anticipating to, we, we knew going into the season that it would be a buy uh, or a forfeit, but still that's tough. Like these kids want to play and having to sit around on Friday where all their friends are playing, that's gotta be tough. So we'll see. I'm sure they're going to come out fired up to, to kind of get out there and, and show what they can do. Scott, the number six, 21, 16 win over. Grand Island Northwest and Scott's they got some things to figure out. Um, they gave up 400 yards to Northwest quarterback, Austin Payne uh, and two touchdowns passing 29 of 43. Um, so they got the win there, but this is a team that Aurora uh, again, down in C1 just absolutely ran off the field uh, in week one. So uh, Scott's got some athletes, uh, good coaching staff, obviously, but uh, they're not where they want to be, I would imagine, at this point. I just think continuity on offense has been hard for them to come by, and they got to shore up the back end, right? They have, I mean, traditionally, they have they have given up some big passing nights uh, in terms of statistical yardage. Ron Colley comes to mind a couple of years ago, and where they they will concede some things as long as they're not giving up points. But you're right, I think defensively there's definitely some things they got to tighten up there yeah last class b result i'll mention here before we wrap this thing up is waverly 28 21 win at beatrice and i think waverly is kind of leaning into what they need to be with the personnel this year compared to last year trey jackson 17 for 25 for 266 yards and a touchdown with preston harms being the primary recipient there six catches for 152 yards and a score um jackson's a guy that can swing it uh, obviously last year um cole murray there quarterback much more of a runner um, they had a, a host of guys to carry the ball in that option attack. A uh, little bit different here. Trey's a, a pure passing yeah, throw player, it. and he can sling it. So um, we'll see kind of how Waverly continues to develop as the season goes yeah. on there at number eight. ton of great matchups. A couple of Thursday night games to wet your palate if you feel like you're going to be torn. Uh, double dip. Go on out and support high school. 
a uh, lot of monster matchups with Gretna and Prep and Bellevue West and Westside. And, uh, you know, Elkhorn South's like, hey, we're here. Believe me, you got the Metro's attention. That's it. That's a good football team. Yeah. We'll be back to wrap it all up again next week. Yep, that's Jacob Padilla. I'm old DB. That's another edition of Nebraska Preps postgame. A Huda Media Production.